Hey, Travis, I've got an idea. Hey, what's that, Joel? We should do a podcast where we talk about cryptocurrency. <laughs> That's genius. Or maybe it's bad. Mm, it's bad genius. Well, whether or not creating the show was a stroke of genius is still to be decided, but it sure is fun. And today, we're pleased to introduce you to Ashley Scorpio, Marketing Director for CoinGenius.ai. They're a blockchain project designed to bring transparency to the cryptocurrency community through advanced market intelligence. After years as a marketing brand and political consultant up there in Canada, eh? Ashley and her super cool name are bringing her talents to the crypto space. So let's pretend we're all Einsteins for episode number 171 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And welcome to the Bad Genius Podcast. I'm not a genius and neither is Travis. Mm, my IQ is really high. But yeah, but you know what? There's a huge difference between uh, intelligence and wisdom. I think we should measure them separately because I know some really intelligent people that have zero discernment. Well, that's true. There is. And then so that's why somebody like me is like a super genius. because You are. Because actually. I have all that common sense and discernment. And I'm very humble. Nobody is more humble than me. I have the best humility. But everybody thinks that they're wise, right? You know, it, it does, it, nobody's like, to, nobody's like, you know what? I am a moron. I, <laughs> I am, I am close. I think I have a pretty good self evaluation of myself. I don't think I'm the sharpest, you know, brick in the stack. I, there's a lot of things I don't know. I know where my strengths are, and I have no problem pleading ignorance to the things I don't know anything about. You know what? I, I'm the same way. If I don't know something about it, I'm not. I, my ego's not so big. It's like I, I don't know. I don't know. However, I am very proficient at ramping up on anything that I'm curious about. I mean, I the the tricks that I've learned along the way to be able to discover and uncover knowledge and wisdom, and then rabbit holes to go down. You know, once if I want to become ramped up on something, I will. I, I've always been that way ever since I was very young. And I think that's part of wisdom is, you know, you don't have to know the answers, but do you know where to find the answers? That's part of it. And, you know, having been in military intelligence and gone through a bunch of crap there, it's just, you know, it's like education is is one thing and, and smarts is one thing. Uh, smarts are one thing, but the thing is, is that you have to remain curious in life and you have to ask questions and, and uh, have critical thinking skills. And a lot of that gets lost along the way. There's a lot of very intelligent people out there who have stopped learning, stopped their discernment, stopped uh, being curious about things and just kind of get into this learning rut. None of no, nobody who is listening to this podcast, I don't think would fit into that because you're actively increasing your knowledge by listening to podcasts. So you, by that very factor, are not someone that probably fits into that bucket, but there's so many out there that just think they know it all. They're done. They're going to come home, watch TV shows, and go to bed, and then live their Groundhog Day the, the next day. So, Well, there is that one guy who likes to listen to the podcast, just as white noise. I guess we put him to sleep. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. If, you know, it's just that one guy, though. You know who you are. Well, you wouldn't because you're probably sleeping already. 
<laughs> it's like they listen to the smooth dulcet tones of Joel, the Jolcet tones, and he slowly falls asleep. Ah, the Jolcet tones. I have never thought of it. That's genius, Mr. Travis Wright. Mm, genius. You know, it's not just doing the research, it's asking the right questions, and it's the ability to discern what is a fact and what is a fabrication, right? Teaching people how to actually discern what they're hearing and what they're reading and not taking anything at face value. But, you know, whenever I see a headline, for example, for a news story, the first thing I ask myself is, is that really true? Did that really happen? Did this person really say that? Was that the intent? Is there is the headline colored with some sort of emotion and adjective based on the bias of whoever is writing it? Because remember, a lot of media is actually trying to influence. If you really want to be wise, you won't believe what you hear or read just because somebody says it, even if that person has or that you know that outlet has credibility for you it could be colored and now you've got to do the heavy lifting and go examine what was really said was this taken out of context is this headline trying to create an emotional reaction that leans one way or the other for me are they selling me something or are they just providing me with information you know what one question I always like to ask is I always say, who has the most to gain from this situation? By asking that question, I've been able to decipher a lot of different things because like a lot of times, you know, some crazy event will happen in the world and then immediately all the news channels will tell us exactly what they want us to think. But I'll always ask like, well, who has the most to gain in this particular scenario? Because if you ask that question, you go, oh, because like, I'm not going to get into a 9-11 conspiracy, but I ask about that. I go, well, who has the most to gain? And I was like, well, you know, the defense contractors and security contractors do because look at how many how many billions of dollars are now going to filter to them if they are able to get all this security passed and all this other stuff. So, like, the answer to the question kind of can change the narrative a little bit at times. And I'm not going to say one way or the other what I think about this or think about that, but those questions will reveal certain things to you. And a lot of times what happens, I've noticed in the world, is a problem is created, then they wait for a reaction, and then they come in and offer a solution. And the solution actually moves us more towards authoritarianism in a lot of ways. It's what I've noticed, at least over the last two decades of, of kind of being, you know, woke as f <laughs> But uh, I think it's important to pay attention to what's going on because a lot of what you think is going on is just really a narrative that they want everybody to parrot. And then if you start diving in and start asking questions like, who does this really benefit? You'll start finding like, oh, well, look, it starts, it benefits these guys the most. Okay, follow the money, right? You follow the money, follow the trail. That even happens in the Bitcoin space, right? Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin. Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm parroting. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who does that benefit? <laughs> who does that most benefit? Thank Probably you. people who have the most Bitcoin cash. <laughs> well, right. I, I know there's a segue here, but I'm not going to make it. I'm just going to say it's a fascinating discussion and learn to think for yourself because it's super. Think important. for yourself, go, because I won't be there for you. And another Beatles reference brought to you courtesy of the Bad Crypto Podcast. In case you didn't know, I'm Joel Com. He's Travis Wright. And we're going to have an interview today with one Ashley Scorpio, who's got the best badass name 
of any crypto chick that we've ever spoken with. No offense to the other ladies in the crypto space, but Ashley Scorpio. Yeah, she's the chief marketing officer with Hypernet and also Coin Genius. And we are actually, and we'll talk more about this in the interview, advisors for Coin Genius. And we want to give a shout out to Jeremy Bourne, who is the founder and CEO of CoinGenius.ai, because as we spoke with them and saw what they were doing, Travis and I both agreed this is a cool project. This has a lot of potential to actually do something. And so we uh, we joined and as advisors yeah we actually were were a part of the, and we talk about this in this in this interview we were actually a part of the very very beginning of this before i think it was before it was even a name we were just having some discussions i ran into jeremy born uh at the brandify conference uh, last year and i brought my daughter with me to, to this event in la and i had a keynote and then then we ended up going out to disney Great, great time, my daughter and I, but uh, met some really great people and they've been doing some really cool stuff. And Jeremy is, he's really a, really a smart dude, been working on some really interesting things over there. And uh, he said, I got this idea. And then we just started talking about all the different ways, like, like I do research and trying to find out coins when the things that he was talking about and all the different data that could be pulled in and we got excited about what could happen and how we could create this sort of do your own research platform to help people you know dive in and find the right cryptos for them and uh that was uh, we've been working with them now for a while and uh, they've making some pretty good headway mr joel Comp. and we've talked with ashley about all things crypto we talk about hypernet we talked about coin genius bitcoin blockchain the future of digital money because that's what we do here at the bad genius crypto something or other podcast so here's our talk with ashley there's new sheriff in town her name's Scorpio, Ashley Scorpio, Agent 00 Bitcoin. And uh, she's here. Hi, Ashley. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I, that was probably the most unique intro you've ever had, I would venture to say. I'd like to think so. Sure. A lot of people do compare me to, uh, you know, perhaps a Bond villain just because of my last name. Scorpio. I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, here's a little bit of your actual bio. You're a seasoned digital strategist and experienced political aide. You worked on Parliament Hill in Ottawa, Canada, A, for the Prime Minister, the Secretary of State for Foreign Affairs, International Trade, and a bunch of other government mucky mucks. And uh, you, you understand public policy, government practices, parliamentary procedure, point of order. It, did they wear the uh, the white wigs up there in the parliament? Not in parliament, but uh, luckily not in the legal sphere either for the most part. But if you ever want to laugh, Google the Supreme Court of Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, we, they we look laugh. like Santa Clauses. <laughs> we laugh at Canada all the time, eh? Because, you know, Bob and what's his name? Oh, I can't. Hang South on, Park. No, no, Bob no, and Doug McKenzie. Hey, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Hey, yeah, get out. Hey. Uh, so she's got all this <laughs> government. She She's consulted on political campaigns, provided digital strategy, co um, community management, and she works with brands, organizations, startups, and personalities to grow their digital presence. And, and she also is chief marketing officer with Hypernet, uh, who was on a Crypto Spotlight episode recently, and Coin Genius which is uh, coingenius.ai. They are a another blockchain startup that uh, coincidentally, Mr. Travis Wright and I are also advisors with them. 
So uh, you can see her her LinkedIn uh, profile in the show notes. Yeah. So so uh, go ahead, Travis. I was just going to ask you. So is Scorpio like your real last name? It is. That is awesome. And were you born in like October or November? No, I'm actually a December baby. Uh, it's mm. a tough time of year to be born if you're not the savior, you know. That's right. You don't, get, you don't get as many birthday gifts. You're like, nah, we got it. We're going to divide them up between birthday and Christmas. You kind of get hosed, don't you? Yep. That's exactly what happens. You hit the nail right on the head. Oh, so unfair. Hey, so our audience out there, if you'd like to give Ashley Scorpio some gifts this year for Christmas. Just <laughs> for her birthday. For her birthday. My birthday. <laughs> her birthmas. So, uh, Ashley, how did you go down the crypto rabbit hole? Where, where did your journey start? Sure. So I've actually been working in tech. It'll be about 10 years uh, this September. So I've always had my own digital political consultancy outside of my um, you know, first career that I had in politics that you kind of outlined. And I've always been an early adopter of new technologies, including social media. And so as much as I was working in more traditional political roles and on campaigns and also on Parliament Hill, a lot of the work I was doing was communications and public relations and sort of traditional marketing that eventually uh, evolved into digital marketing with a lot of those public figures and political parties and organizations. And, you know, even from recent scandals, like with Cambridge Analytica, we've learned a lot how digital marketing can really affect public opinion and different industries and reach voters, supporters, and donors. So I did a lot of that kind of work in politics. But outside of that, I did digital marketing with smaller startups, not-for-profits, and charities. And I went to my first TechCrunch conference back in 2008. And I was assisting uh, with the marketing there for the first and only Canadian startup that had been invited to actually pitch as part of the competition and uh, kind of never looked back. So I got heavier and deeper into social media and started doing it uh, for all sorts of organizations. And after leaving politics, I joined the largest independent digital advertising agency in the United States. And I managed paid and earned social media for some of their biggest clients. So I've worked with, you know, e-commerce and retailers, brick and mortar, um, and sort of just broadened my depth in digital advertising and digital marketing across the different channels and strategies. And then over the past few years, um, outside of the agency, I always maintain my own consultancy. And my primary focus has always been with tech startups and a variety of different tech startups. My main interest is just innovation. And over the past two years, increasingly more and more and more of the projects that um, were being brought to me or that were engaging with me were in the crypto and blockchain space. So I started to learn more about crypto and more about blockchain and got really excited about the different possible applications of blockchain technology and uh, started to, you know, consult with these different projects on their marketing and their community growth and community building and engagement and their digital advertising and marketing on mass and at whole. And then finally, obviously, hyper niche would be ICO marketing, which we've seen a lot of changes with even in the past 12 months. So that's kind of how I got involved. It's very interesting. You've done some some really cool things. I mean, you just talked about this whole wide breadth of things that you've done, right? From working in politics and and then all to digital and working with all these different startups. And so you were actually a community manager for the Conservative Party of Canada, uh, and and you've worked with the Prime Minister Stephen Harper there, and uh, you did some really cool stuff. 
I found that was really interesting at the last election in Canada that the liberals got so few votes that they actually lost their their party status, which I thought was kind of crazy. Yeah. So in the last uh, federal general election in Canada, the, the liberals actually formed government and the prime minister um, switched from Harper to Trudeau. But yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of interesting things in the parliamentary system where people lose party standing, where they lose quorum, um, where new parties are formed, where alliances are broken and some choose to sit as an independent after they're elected under one banner or another. It's always a bit of a circus in a parliamentary system, to be honest. So it's always interesting. Who will be the sole survivor, right? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yes. But um, it was definitely a privilege and an honor to serve for so many years um, in the Harper government. And in the last role, it was really great um, managing community for the party. You know, there there are a number of parties in the parliamentary system, but, you know, that is certainly one of the larger ones. And being able to engage with Canadians from coast to coast to coast across all those different channels on so many different issues to try and just get them involved in democracy and and to voice their opinions on different issues and share them and take surveys and hopefully vote and engage with us was really an incredible experience. I love how, uh, you know, like if you don't get a certain amount of votes, then then you don't you lose certain, you know, you lose seats. And it's like it's a much it seems to me, at least with some aspects of the Canadian process, it's a, it's a little bit better. And, and then others, you guys are still, it's kind of weird how you guys are still sort of part of the, part of the UK, right? The com your Commonwealth kind of a thing too. So it's kind of interesting how that's all set up, mm-hmm. but I wanted to touch base on that. Cause I find that completely, completely fascinating. Um, let's talk a little bit about, a little bit about crypto. So you started, you, you started working and uh, doing some things in the crypto space. How long have you actually been working with uh, with crypto companies? Yeah, I'd say it's been about two years now. So uh, primarily, you know, my background is in, in traditional and digital marketing and advertising. So I'm typically brought in to assist in that area. And whether that's to try and um, spearhead the efforts and provide the overarching strategy or actually do the day-to-day management and implementation of the different campaigns or even community I can work sort of in any capacity, either in-house or as a consultant with an existing team or on my own. So it's kind of like uh, hyper-custom solutions when it comes to that. And uh, what I find most fascinating about it is the fast and ever-changing face of blockchain and crypto um, marketing. And I would say even the the changing regulatory environment, which very much affects marketing, what you can and can't do or what you should or shouldn't do, kind of keeps it challenging and dynamic. And it's certainly not without its obstacles, you know, as certain platforms yank the rug out from under our feet as to what can be leveraged for uh, blockchain in general or specifically for ICO marketing. Um, It's, you know, it's tough to try and stay abreast of that. But it's also a great challenge to have um, because it it ensures you stay kind of creative and dynamic. yeah, you know they say internet time is just super speedy, right? And now we've got these news cycles that are just changing. It seems every you know few days there's something new that everybody's focused on. Uh, blockchain time is just 
it changes so quickly. You know, we just a short mm-hmm. time ago it was ICO after ICO and everything was booming. And now with regulation reeled in, it's like, what's going to happen next? Uh, are ETFs going to get approved? Are they going to get denied? Is crypto going up? Is crypto going down? And yet we're all just kind of like, I, I don't know of any other situation in my life where there's been so much volatility in what I'm involved in. And yet I feel so much peace. I, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, and it was the same in politics, right? It Previously in politics, for example, back in the day, in a news cycle, if a bad article came out, if it came out on a Friday afternoon, well, guess what? You could wait until Monday to respond. And now in the age of social media, people are expecting a response within the hour, often on social media like Twitter, right? Especially when it comes to news. And we see the same thing in blockchain and crypto as well. It's all moving at a lightning speed. And so many of these different projects have established communities either in Slack or Telegram Reddit and other channels. And so there's a constant conversation going on about the project with potential supporters or contributors or, you know, anyone can really engage or voice their opinion there for better or for worse. And some people are legitimately just interested in learning more um, or want to know about your technology or what you're hoping to accomplish. And of course, there are some bad actors in the space that are trying to affect the conversation one way or another often for their own benefit. So it's really important to try and shift through the noise um, as someone in the space um, on on both sides, either as um, a a trader or an investor or a potential contributor to a project, or even as someone on the project side who's trying to ensure that, you know, we have a robust, healthy community that is respectful and has a a certain level of discourse that makes it healthy and productive and and engaging for everyone. Yeah, that's interesting. There's been some, I mean, as you were just talking about, you know, how social media and people get on there and want to say what they want to say. And, and it's a pretty much, you know, a free for all, we get to have free speech for the most part. And then, Yesterday was pretty wild. I mean, I just want to touch base on it just because of your background and kind of get your thoughts on it from a Canadian perspective and having worked in in politics, how, you know, Alex Jones, which I don't really like one way or the other, but for him to have a coordinated attack from all of these social media sites all at once on the same day, like Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, they all banned him on the same day which just seems to me like to kind of stymie free speech. And like, it seems like we're, we're heading kind of down a slippery slope. And I'd love to kind of hear your opinions on like the mm-hmm. state of, of free speech as it applies to left leaning versus right leaning, because it seems like mm-hmm. people are getting a little stymied. Well, I'm certainly not one to defend Alex Jones in particular, um, but I am uh, definitely one to defend free speech. And I have been known to defend this in particular in the past. And I have been a bit of an activist when it comes to this issue. And I think that the entire premise of free speech is that what makes it valuable is that we're free to voice those opinions. And that doesn't negate someone else's opinions either. So free speech is only free if it's free for everyone. You know, obviously in Canada, the laws are a little bit different and we have very clear distinctions and draw the line at hate speech. And I do think that some of those limitations are valuable in particular when we still see some pretty vicious hate crimes being committed, you know, around the globe, actually not specifically in one country or another. Let's uh, let's let's bring it around to uh, something that we have in common besides being involved in crypto is that you are uh, the the marketing director for Coin Genius. 
And uh, Travis and I are both acting advisors with Coin Genius. The website is coingenius.ai. And uh, why don't you go ahead and, and tell everyone what Coin Genius is? Sure. So Coin Genius is an advanced intelligence platform, and it's basically intended to provide crypto traders with the most vital information that they need in order to make sound investment decisions. So basically, we're creating a mobile app and a genius token in order to help disrupt the cryptocurrency research market, because it's going to be the first blockchain-enabled analytics suite that will actually reward users for helping uh, the app develop and go from smart to genius. Um, you know, it's kind of like cutting through the noise, which is what I was mentioning. There's also so much fear, uncertainty, uncertainty and doubt in some of those bad actors that I already touched upon. So it's really important. We all know how important it is in crypto and blockchain to do your own research, DYOR. I can't drive that home enough. And so basically, this is a tool to enable um, investors and contributors to make smarter decisions because crypto markets are just so different from traditional securities. And a lot of the traditional technical analysis just simply doesn't apply to this type of market. And in particular, because it is a largely unregulated world, um, those bad actors and sometimes shady players and fraudsters are getting rich by deliberately spreading misinformation in order to affect um, the price and value of different coins and tokens, you know, for their own means and for their own gains. So I would say that's kind of why we're creating it and basically what it is. Now, you know, Joel and I were there sort of in the very beginning and we kind of helped lead some of the thoughts behind this. But if you could maybe touch on how uh, you guys are using, you know, um, you know, artificial intelligence and how you're using analytics, like what analytics are you pulling into the platform and how do you determine, you know, which exchange that you're pulling the data from? Because a lot of times the, those numbers are in, are different across all these different exchanges. There's so many different data points out there. So what are some of the key elements of that? And maybe talk about how the, the Coin Genius app works to pull in all of that data. Definitely. So there's a lot of different key features in the app that lead to um, its success and viability as a useful tool for people. So some of these features are an information hub for traders to access objective, reliable information that would cover crypto news, ICO analysis, major coins, as well as worldwide regulations and market research. So that's primarily news content. Uh, number two would be a fake news detector that is using machine learning and natural language processing to try and flag news content as fake, to try and weed out some of that misinformation. Uh, number three would be extensive signals that traders can take into consideration to make more informed decisions like stability, sentiment, community activity, the value, um, just as an example. And then finally, overlay those signals with the coin value to evaluate any potential correlation between the two. And then in addition to that, basically predictive coin pricing using the AI machine learning models, well sourcing, crowdsourcing intelligence and information, which I kind of mentioned how people will be able to take part in it from a community perspective and help the app itself grow and develop to go from smart to genius. And then finally, because we're developing mobile first, um, you'll be able to set customizable alerts in your mobile app and get push notifications. If there are any particular swings or bits or pieces of information that you're looking for, those will be flagged for you and you'll get those you know, on time and in a digestible manner. 
the uh, the website's coingenius.ai. What's uh, maybe detail where the company is right now in you know the timeline for development? Sure. So the company, we're a pretty robust team already. We have everyone on board that we need to to make this happen. We're currently in the process of fundraising. Uh, we're looking to raise seed capital in order to help fuel development. So we've raised about $400,000 to date in order to bring the entire team on full time, full time, full speed ahead and meet our development timelines we're looking to raise a total of $1.6 million. So we've already raised a quarter of that. So, you know, we're part of the way there. And investment at this stage does include equity because we're really looking to partner with smart, strategic investors who are, you know, interested in the long-term success of the project. Um, So basically seed right now. And then by October, we are hoping to launch the main product. We should have beta live in September. And in October, the launch of the app and the engagement and the downloads will also coincide with a public token sale. Very nice. So say we're bad, because we are. We're the Bad Crypto Podcast. And let's say we have no idea what AI and machine learning is and how that's going to impact trading. So if you could maybe explain, like you have traditional trading methods and then you have these new super-powered AI machine learning enhanced trading system, like Mm -hmm. how is that going to work? And if I'm like a regular consumer or somebody listening to the show, why do I need that? Sure. So there are a couple of differences between more traditional trading methods and then AI and machine learning enhanced trading systems. So the main reason to use AI and machine learning trading systems instead of a traditional one is in particular because of the volatility factor in the crypto market. So we've touched on this a little bit, you know, how volatile it can be. We've all seen it even, even day to day and over the course of months. Over the last minute, I just saw it. There it went. (laughs) There you go. So, I mean, it goes without saying, but so to give you an example of that, Forex trading has a volatility factor raising from about 0.5 to 1% for extreme foreign currency couples. Whereas crypto trading has a volatility factor range of five to 15%. So yeah, if if it's not that high, then it ain't crypto. (laughs) Basically. So, you know, that kind of highlights the major volatility factor here. So that is a pro and a con. Um, you know, with great risk can come great reward, as a lot of us know. Um, but so it can mean that crypto trading is more lucrative than other forms of investing. And we commonly see these double digit swings in one day. And so a lot of that is because it's so speculative and making sense of such a speculative market is really difficult. And it's just so challenging, right? So in order to do that, the, the best plan would be to, you know, tack on the best and brightest technology we can to help us make, uh, make sense of it and cut through that noise. So basically, if we take into consideration the value of crypto coins in the market, plus the values of those coins, which is changing at light speed due to internal and external factors, which is the volatility, you need a sophisticated mechanism to analyze all that vast amount of data in a very, very short time frame in order to take advantage of those market opportunities before they're gone, because poof, they're gone. And right now, as people are doing their own research, they're going from site to site and community to community and website to website and white paper to white paper. That can take 
hours. And so one, aggregating all that data into one place for you to look at is helpful. And that's the first step. And then taking AI and machine learning in order to make sense of it and give you predictive analytics helps you make those decisions. That's good. I, you know, my own intelligence is limited, so I need some artificial intelligence on on top of that to uh, to help me out here. I, I have a question around that, mm-hmm. and I can vouch for what he just said too. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so, are you going to be doing the trades for them? Is that is this the trading platform? You're going to say, hey, I have a, I have one Bitcoin here. Go and make more Bitcoin for me. Mm-mm. Coin Genius is a research tool. It's the place only you a research come- tool. That's correct. It's the place you come to get your information. It'll be a subscription model to start for the app itself. Um, you can come and, and find out what you need to find out. And then you can take the appropriate actions and steps based off of what you've decided, based off of the information uh, that you receive from the app. In time, you know, the roadmap does include uh, a couple other a couple other features like enhanced sentiment analysis, uh, trigger event identification to try and figure out what is causing these massive swings. Eventually, there will be a desktop plugin as well, so you can use it on your computer, perhaps when you are making trades and, and actual taking action on other sites and exchanges. Um, but the app itself is a research tool. So when it comes to trading, there's always risks. And, you know, as we tell people, we're not financial advisors and never invest more than you could afford to lose. Mm-hmm. You could lose it all. Mm-hmm. What other risks are there associated with, you know, the artificial intelligence technology when it comes to trading? Sure. Well, I would say risks always exist in such a volatile environment. And I would definitely echo the sentiment you just shared about, you know, I'm I'm not an investment professional. This is not legal advice. This is not legally binding advice. Do your own research and certainly don't invest anything you're not willing to lose. You did echo but it. You echoed it beautifully. Genius. Like you pretty much repeated <laughs> it. Well done. But um, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I think the tagline here, other than trade smarter for coin genius would be t-y-o-r do your own research um so what i would say is using coin genius will help people mitigate that risk by making shorter term predictions like a 24-hour window and so the reason we're trying to do that is the further into the future we try to predict the less accurate the results become because the space is so volatile and unpredictable short-term forecasting remains the most realistic approach so we're not being overly ambitious in what we're able to offer from an accuracy perspective um, so these short-term project predictions should be more useful and in addition to that we're avoiding static forecasting models because the training if we use static models continuing how much it's changing minute by minute hour by hour day day to day week to week even month to month it wouldn't serve us well in the longer term so the training doesn't stop and the data science team is continuously testing and polishing the models and luckily we have some of the best and the brightest Um, leading those efforts. I mean, our VP of data science is Dr. Samuel Franklin, and he's a leader in the space, you know, in machine learning, AI, and consumer psychology. Um, And so he leads a talented team of analytics professionals developing advanced and patent pending solutions. Um, And some of the work he's done in the past at 360i, you know, was for a number of Fortune 500 clients. Um, So he really knows what he's doing. And we're so lucky to have him spearheading this effort for us. You know, when you say people literally wrote the book on something, he actually teaches seminars in big data statistics and machine learning at Georgia Tech and Emory. So, you know, I was just 
pun intended. You know? Yeah. He's a brilliant, he's a brilliant guy. The whole team, that was one thing that, you know, when we, when we started chatting with the, uh, with the executives over there, when it was just kind of an idea and we were just having some conversations about what it could be. There's so many different things that it, that it could be because there's so much data out there. I mean, there's, there's tweets, there's people talking about it in tweets. There's then once you start getting in the app, you're like, well, which, which coins are people researching the most? And maybe mm-hmm. which, which ones today maybe had the coolest news that just popped up today. Like, you know, if this thing is done right, which I know that the, the team is, is really trying to do, then it could be a really such a valuable thing. And that was one of the reasons why I know I was interested in it when we chatted with the team, because this is kind of an app that I would love to have. Like I, we're all about teaching people how to do your own research and be a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what we've been talking about from the get-go with bad crypto is like, look, don't listen to us. We're not financial advisors. We're going to share with you some of the news that we learn as we are learning it. We're not experts. You're not an expert. We're all learning this together. And but we need tools that can help, you know, facilitate ease of research, right? Make it easy for people to be curious, to dive in these rabbit holes and learn more information. And uh, so to me, it's pretty exciting because like if it's able to deliver on the vision of how cool it could be, then it could be pretty valuable for for the industry and for people out there who are curious yeah, about the crypto space. Definitely. That was not a question. That was the worst question ever. It was just there's a comment. Travis has so many words, he, and, <laughs> but they're good words. And, and you're spot on. I totally agree. He's very verbose. I don't mind it at all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, sometimes I have good questions in there and sometimes it's just like, maybe it's, it's like, here, Travis has a comment. And so Travis is going to comment on that. <laughs> and sometimes and, uh, you have stupendous, great questions. Well, we appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, Ashley Scorpio, coingenius.ai, the site for the project that Ashley is uh, doing the marketing for. And again, full disclosure, both Travis Wright and myself are on the advisory panel slash board slash committee slash whatever you want to call it we're advisors to coin genius mm-hmm. slash and ideators i mean we've been there since the get-go mm-hmm. we're since, so happy. since it was a gecko we're so happy before it had a name <laughs> we have a number of great advisors on the project it's actually just incredible to me and mind-boggling um you know you guys are so great um and i appreciate you guys having me on but we have some really other cool advisors i don't know if you guys know and i didn't get a chance to mention but we have jim Emmerich, who's been in finance for 20 years and used to be on the executive team at Bank of America. We have Jeff Pulver, who obviously has been around in the Mm -hmm. internet space for so long with Pulver.com and Vonage and Alchemist, and Steven Nairoff, who's obviously the Ethereum co-creator, and even Wolfgang Strasser, who's an investor, a mathematician, big-time advisor in the blockchain space. Um, So yeah, it's so great to have you guys as part of the advisory team as well. Oh, tell us more great things about us. We love when you talk nice about us. Well, hey, look at all those amazing people we didn't even know that we're one degree separated from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even separated. We're on the we're on the we're same. Actually, not even uh, separated. We're on zero, yeah. the same level. That's awesome. Yeah. That right, that's why I love this space, man. There are so many brilliant people in this space that mostly they all they all care about making the world a better place or doing great stuff that actually benefits everyone it's not it's not sort of this greedy mentality where it's like there's these few people up at the top of the pyramid of these corporate organizations that are making all the cash it's like hey we want to make the world cool look how we can do this and we can all win it's like hey let's all win together guys it's like a, it's like a way better version it's like the capitalist socialism kind of <laughs> like what it could be if it could be like this nice utopia kind of a thing and maybe i'm just maybe i'm just out of it 
Cryptopia. That is well, a this bad is this is the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. So, Ashley, you're our new favorite uh, Canadian living in the United States. Oh, I appreciate that. I'll try and maintain yeah. and defend that title with uh, with a hockey stick. Oh, that sounds good, eh? Well, now that we know what you're all about, should be easy. Thanks again for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Ms. Scorpio, for spending time with us here at the Bad Crypto Podcast. We appreciate it. You are now in the Bad Crypto Hall of Shame. Congratulations. The Hall of... The Hall of Bad? The Hall of Bad. I don't know. Uh, it's We're building up quite a repertoire, and it's super fun to get to interview people who are doing the moving and the shaking in the crypto business. And just want to give you guys a reminder, because a number of you have claimed your free Veronita tokens, VAD, V-A-D, by blocking advertisements on the web using the Veronita plugin for Chrome and Firefox. We featured them in a previous episode, but we'll right here in these show notes, we'll give you the link again to download the free plugin that'll block ads. And when you put in our wallet address, which is a referral, you actually get 20 free VAD. So you earn them while you're blocking ads, but you'll get 20 when you put in the address. It's in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 171. Yeah, go take a look at all those show notes there. And we can actually, uh, I guess all the show notes will be in this one as well. We'll just keep putting that that uh, thing there in the bottom of our show notes so you know. But yeah, uh, it's really cool. It helps you block ads. And that's another company that we're, that we're working with that we started with early on in the process as well. So it's not just far along projects that we've, you know, worked with. We actually have helped in the beginning, which is which is really fun because then, especially as they're growing and nurturing and growing on their own, um, it's exciting to see how some of these are gaining traction. And I think what didn't they, didn't they say they have like a hundred thousand or some installations oh, yeah. of, of that extension already? Probably a lot more after they were on yeah. on the show here. So we hope that you're all feeling more Einsteiny right now. That you learned something today. And if you did, won't you take a moment to go and review the podcast? Subscribe follow if you write us a funny five-star review there's a chance that we might read that here on the show and give you some and you'll become famous worldwide people will be like oh my god are you that person who left that funny review for bad crypto and you're like yes you might actually get paparazzi too it's possible mm. yeah i don't know what to say to that that's just <laughs> i mean it's such bullshit travis just spewed i took the words out of joel's mouth it's just amazing i do i do have two words left though do you want to hear him? Stay, stay Vlad. <laughs> stay, stay Vlad. Stay, stay Vlad. Oh my gosh, Vlad! What a stay Vladimir! What a train wreck! Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.